0: Hey there, wellness enthusiast. I am thrilled to introduce you to a game changer in holistic well Bond Charge. This brand is all about optimizing your life through evidence-based products rooted in science and inspired by nature. From blue light glasses to red light therapy, Bond Charge has it all embracing ancestral ways of living for our modern world. But let me share with you a personal favorite of mine, the infrared sauna blanket. You know, if you're looking to burn extra calories, detoxify your cells, or simply unwind from stress, the infrared sauna blanket is the answer. It burns up to 600 calories per session. It's easy to set up, clean, and it heats up rapidly and has the lowest EMF compared to all competitors. Now, personally, I love enjoying a 30 to 40 minute session while relaxing with my family, reading a book or meditating. So if you're ready to transform your wellness journey, go to bondcharge.com and use the coupon code AX to save 15% today.
1: Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back. You're listening to another mini podcast with yours truly, And I'm excited to be here with you. I'm always excited to be here with you. But today we're talking about the sun, and I love the sun. I'm for sure one of those people that gets super depressed when it's cloudy. In fact, I'm looking out my window right now. It rained yesterday, it's cloudy today, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little bit in a funk. I need the sun out, I need to feel the sun on my skin. But you know, if you go to a dermatologist's office, they're probably gonna tell you, get out of the sun, it's going to cause premature aging. It's going to give you cancer, all the scare tactics. And so we fear the sun in a lot of ways and try to avoid it as much as possible. However, in given that message, we have seen a rise in disease. Is there a correlation? Why, yes, there is. Okay, so we're going to talk about the sun. We're going to talk about skin damage, cancer, benefits, how to navigate, really the question of how much sun is too much sun. And what are the actual risks? And what is the sun really doing? Because we say, well, it's great. And most of us can make the connection of vitamin D and vitamin D to our immune health, but there's far more benefit to the sun. So we're gonna talk about that. Now, excessive sun exposure is associated with a lot of health risks, right? Okay, we know acceleration of skin aging. All the ladies, like where are you at? I mean, none of us wanna have sunspots. We're trying to like be natural, not have all those wrinkles. So we're like, okay, the sun, that's going to cause all the damage in the aging. You're not wrong. Excessive sun exposure can accelerate aging. So that's a that possibility. And then obviously the big one is skin cancer. Everybody has taught, you know, you've maybe had moles looked at or freckles or whatever, different spots on your body. And you thought, oh, is this a little suspect? We're going to have to remove it and biopsy it. Is it melanoma? Is it squamous cell? You know, all the different things. They have all the visuals and charts and stuff like that on the wall that scare you. So yes, there are some risks to the sun and being exposed, but there's also a lot of benefits, right? And that includes vitamin D production and the improvement of your mood. We know that there is a huge connection, right? You've heard of seasonal affective disorder, People that live up north, the days start getting really short and it's like dark and freezing cold. All of a sudden, everybody is depressed. That's a real thing. And it has a lot to do with light because light actually can stimulate these chemical pathways that produce serotonin and dopamine, all these things that make you feel good. When that is limited, right, then all of a sudden people start to feel kind of crappy. That's why in the summer, everybody seems happy. Everybody's outside. And then in winter, everyone's sick, everyone's indoors, and everyone's in a funk. So we're going to break that down. Now, the role of light in the biological systems and processes can be observed really clearly in our sleep and wake cycles. These are our circadian patterns and rhythms. We've talked about this on other podcasts, but you know that melatonin is your nighttime hormone. So it's activated by the lack of light. So when it gets dark out, that's when your body activates this melatonin. That's what helps you sleep. The problem is that so many of us are sitting in front of screens all days blue light inhibits the ability of melatonin to be activated and secreted. So what happens is we, you know, watch TV at night and all of a sudden we shut the TV off and we can't wonder, we wonder why we can't fall asleep. And it's because that blue light has been telling our bodies that, Hey, it's wakey time. It's not sleepy time. And so we've got cortisol. We have all these, these hormones that stimulate us to be active and that stress response system. And now we don't have the hormone that's going to help us go into a deeper sleep. And so we just lay there and think now we can't fall asleep. What's going on? So blue light is a big influence on melatonin, which can disrupt those light cycles. Our bodies operate on these diurnal light cycles. Now I mentioned vitamin D and I want to just say this because we found that vitamin D production is the main driver of the shift in the microbiome. So there was a study that was done on this where they actually looked at two different populations, two groups of people, and they controlled their exposure to UVB light. And what they realized is that the people that were getting regular exposures to UVB light were producing more vitamin D. And when they tested their gut, And they tested the richness and diversity of their gut flora they saw that those people that had higher exposures to uvb light actually had a better diversity of gut microbes than the people that were in the opposing group that did not have a regulated or consistent exposure to uvb so that means that not only is it important for vitamin d but it's important for your gut so there's there's a huge correlation there we knew the vitamin d piece but if you don't have a healthy gut you will have disease so vitamin d is really important to have a healthy gut so those two pieces being connected have been really good we knew the link between sun and vitamin d but the link between vitamin d and your gut has not been that well established and now through these studies that they've done we've actually really shown that your gut which We know that all disease is rooted in the gut, right? All disease comes from some dysbiosis, some imbalance, inflammation, leaky gut as its origin. So if your gut is not healthy, then you've gotta be able to look at the light piece. So what we know is that light's being used for healing in the form of laser and LED light. So this, this induces what we call photobiomodulation or a PBM effect. So it's used to accelerate healing because it increases cell viability by stimulating the mitochondrial and cell membrane photoreceptors to synthesize and make atp which is energy and you need energy in order to repair your cells and your tissue so this is a we 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 know that in using light therapy we can actually stimulate healing processes in the body so light has significance you know we can't be scared of it because it is really important that our bodies have exposure to it on a regular basis so that it can continue to make the hormones necessary for you to have A healthy and robust microbiome a really strong immune system and ultimately to create antioxidants in the form of melatonin to go after those reactive oxygen species right because those those ros those are the things that are going to drive inflammation and cell death and disease so light is so very very important and we can't just demonize it and say that it's no good we've got to stay away from it stay inside in fact the more that we've we've actually adopted that mentality and the more that that's been pushed the more disease that we've seen in people and the more anxiety and mood disorders across the board have increased so let's talk about the actual wavelengths of the sun because you know when i was like originally kind of researching this And even just in in the past years, you know, I'm only really familiar with the UVA, UVB that you see on sunscreen bottles because it's always, you know, protects you from it's 50 SPF, UVA, UVB. I'm like, OK, well, I don't really know which one's the good one, which was the bad one, which one's worse. You know, what on the spectrum should I be looking for? So UVA and UVB are the only ultraviolet rays that actually reach the Earth's surface. There is another one called UVC, but those wavelengths actually get burned up in the Earth's atmosphere before they even reach us. So it's not anything that you would be concerned about. So UVA and UVB are the two that are uh that they include visible infrared and ultraviolet rays. So energy from the sun reaches the earth as visible infrared and ultraviolet rays. Now, you may be thinking, okay, I know the UVA, UVB, I see that on sunscreen bottles all the time. So UVA and UVB ultraviolet rays are the only ones that actually reach the Earth's surface. There is another one called UVC, but those wavelengths actually get burned up in the Earth's atmosphere before they ever even reach us. So that's not one that you have to worry about. But the biology and design of the sun is to produce energy and it comes to us in these different forms. Now, what happens with these ultraviolet rays is that they react with what's called melanin. Now, you are probably familiar with the word melanin because we associate that with the pigment of the color of your skin. So when somebody is tan, we always think, oh, maybe you think, I don't know. Maybe nobody thinks this. I don't know. But what you should be thinking is, oh, they've got a good amount of melanin because that is the natural reaction of the body. That's the first line of defense against the sun. So because melanin actually absorbs these dangerous UV rays that can do serious damage to our skin. So melanin is actually a good thing. That's a reactive a reaction that the body is having to the presence or the, um, the influence of UV rays on the skin. So tanning, okay, is the skin's response to UV light. When UV rays reach the skin, the skin will make more melanin. The problem is that a sunburn will start to develop when the amount of UV, UV damage exceeds the protection that the skin's melanin can provide. So the difference between somebody being tan and somebody that is jacrispy and completely red and blistered and peeling is that one person's making enough melatonin, melanin, not melatonin. (laughs) So why do they, all these things have to sound so similar. And then one person is unable to make enough melanin. And so now they've got damage that exceeds the threshold that their body can manage. And we all know that this can create problems and this happens all the time, right? Like it's not just your skin, think about it with with your gut. If you were to have too many oils that were inflammatory, what's gonna happen, right? You're gonna get a leaky gut because the poison is in the dose. A lot of times you can handle exposures to some seed oils. You can handle exposure to some sun. You can handle quite a bit of stress even, you know, physical stress or mental stress, because your body can buffer it with a stress response system. But what happens is when we get too much of any one thing, our system gets overwhelmed, and it just can't keep up long term. And that's where things break down. That's where disease can set in. That's where we see some of the big scary stuff like cancer, um, or or even an autoimmune condition that becomes kind of debilitating for people. Because so a lot of these things are. You know, it's, it's not something that maybe takes your life tomorrow, but it's something that considerably influences the way that you live. And so we want to be able to address what the threshold is for everybody, because in a lot of ways you can't omit or you can't um, um, avoid a lot of things 100 percent of the time. But your body does have checks and balances where it's expected of you to, you know, have some things that create um, a burden on the body, but it's got some equipment to deal with it. So with the sun, again, the dose is, the poison is in the dose. It's, It's in how much sun you're getting. And if you're somebody that's burning every single time you're getting out in the sun, then you may wanna look at your diet. You may wanna look at uh, the times of day that you're outside. So maybe just early morning and evening sun um, and not going out during the times where the sun is the strongest because you don't wanna put yourself in a position where you are having too much sun damage.
0: Hey, Ancient Health Podcast listeners. If you want to improve your foundational health from the comfort of your own home, look no further than the Sunlighten Infrared Sauna. Infrared can play a key role in helping you live your longest and healthiest life. And here's how it works. Infrared saunas combine the power and benefits of heat and light therapy with detoxification, heart health, immunity, relaxation, and more. And I love my sunlight and sauna because I know it delivers the highest quality and quantity of infrared light on the entire market. Visit sunlighten.com slash axe to learn more and use the code axe to save up to $600 on your purchase for a limited time. That's sunlighten.com forward slash axe and the code axe to save up to $600 on your purchase today.
1: Now, I want to make a little honorable mention to another guest that we had on the podcast named Matt Maruca and he is so brilliant and he has a company called raw optics and we uh, interviewed him. I'll link it in the show notes. If you haven't listened to it, you can go back and check it out. Really interesting, but he, 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 Gave an illustration um, of light through windows because a lot of us spend time inside. And so we just think, okay, well, we, we're getting natural daylight inside. So my circadian rhythm's fine and I'm, you know, my blue light exposure is mitigated because, you know, I've got the windows open or I've got, um, you know, my office has lots of windows. But what he actually showed us is that you're not getting the same wa- same wavelengths through your window that you are if you were to be outside or on the other side of your window, uh, which is really interesting because, like, I'm actually looking out a window right now, but knowing that the, the glass barrier is actually filtering out some of the things that your retina is receiving to produce the right hormones, to produce melanin or produce, um, uh, melatonin a little bit later. So that's just a kind of an in- interesting little caveat there to think about um, is that if you are spending a lot of time inside, even if you're exposed to light, natural light through windows, you're actually not getting the same type of UV um, exposure as you would if you were outside. Here's something else that was interesting. I came across this study and it talks about the microbiome and how they did this study was they they actually took um these lifeguards and at the beginning of summer in May they did a swab like a dermal swab of their forearm and then in October at the end of summer they did the same swab skin swab and what they found is that there were bacteria that had populated and proliferated over the summer on their skin that actually helped modulate the damage of skin cells okay so let me break this down so it makes a little bit more sense So what they found is that the microbiome kind of can provide an additional layer of protection against UV radiation. So there's a specific type of bacteria, which I, I may not even pronounce this right. You guys will never need to remember it. But what you can remember is that the more sun, the more regular sun exposure you get, the more this type of bacteria can thrive on your skin. And it's called cyanobacteria. So someone can correct me if I, if I mispronounce that. We're going to go with, with that right now. But they produce a specific pigment, which is an effective photostable ultraviolet shield which is really cool. It basically helps neutralize the damage to your skin cells. So, you know, we talk about a microbiome in our gut, but you know, you have a microbiome on your skin. This is why it's really valuable, really important that you understand that everything you're putting on your skin is affecting your health. It's affecting your immune system and your body's ability and resilience to adapt to stressors. So even things like the sun that are coming in contact with your skin, you have microbes on your skin that are helping you offset the damage of UV rays. So these lifeguards they found that the more that they were in the sun on a regular basis the higher population of this bacteria was on their skin but it actually created more of a protective barrier. So they you know prior they didn't have this bacteria but with the influence or the exposure to the sun now helped this grow this this bacteria population actually grew proliferated and then in as a result was actually able to help this these people's skin fight the damaging effects of the uv rays so be careful in the summer as you're using a lot of topical products because even things like sunscreen it can be very very toxic to your body so i'm a big fan of beef tallow and you know what this is not like this is not advice medical advice nothing i say is medical advice this is just what i do I actually take vitamin C in the summer before I go out in the sun um, or if I forget, I'll do it afterwards. But I try and take it a little bit before because vitamin C is an antioxidant and that will help you from an internal perspective to neutralize some of the reactive oxygen species. Um, I also just wear a hat. And if it's the middle of the day, like I just won't be in the sun more than like 20 minutes and then I'll get in the shade and then I'll go back out for like 20 minutes and then I'll get back in the shade. And I just find that I don't burn. I even do that with the kids. You know, they have all like the long sleeve stuff and, you know, some of the fabrics probably full of PFAs and other toxins. Um, but you got to you gotta pick your poison, I guess, right? Is it sunscreen or is it the the toxic fabrics? But I oftentimes find that uh, even my kids by the end of summer, like they're not burning. They're, they're, their bodies are very much adapting to the sun. This is why a lot of times I think this is what I took away. This is why I think that come April, May and like the weather turns and all of a sudden everybody's got their bodies in the sun and everybody's looking real crispy. Like everybody has that weekend where it's like the first 80 degree weekend and everybody shows up on Monday looking real red. You know they got the red under their eyes and their shoulders bright red and it's because their bodies haven't adapted right maybe they just don't have enough of these back protective bacteria on their skin because they haven't been in the sun and so those bacteria maybe have gone a little bit dormant or been um more suppressed and so by the end of summer all of a sudden everybody can be outside and you're not getting burned all day thought about that it's kind of an interesting correlation that was my own takeaway That's not gonna be in a scientific journal, I don't think, but when I read that study, I thought there's gotta be something to it where as those bacteria increase, you know, now your uh, ability to withstand UV damage is a lot greater. Uh, So something to consider, especially when you are looking at products to put on your skin, make sure it's not anything toxic because that does influence your skin microbiome. Now, some of you may be saying, okay, but what about skin cancer? Because that's the stuff that's really scary, you know. Maybe you've got a relative or a family member, somebody close to you that's had skin cancer, and so that makes it really, you know, makes it very fearful for a lot of people. And um, so I'm not saying be reckless by any means, but I think that the takeaway is that the burns are the issue. Um, that's when we know that the body is not producing enough melanin. The melanin is uh, essentially the injury to the skin, right? Because we're seeing that that darker pigmentation. And that's okay because the body is actually able to manage that to a degree. It's when you start getting burns and blisters and peeling that the body isn't able to keep up with that damage and offset it. And that can lead to things like cancer. But here's a statistic that may actually surprise you. Only about 5 to 12% of melanoma with a distinct mutation has been reported to be of hereditary origin. So when it is distinctly a melanoma, no... like five to 12%, very, very small amount is actually hereditary. So comes back to the point of epigenetics, which really says that your lifestyle holds the key to disease. So I think that that's something that we've got to consider. What are we doing day to day? I think the constant exposure to toxins is a big issue. I think that being indoors and in front of blue light oftentimes is a, is a big disruptor to our endocrine system and our hormone signaling pathways. Um, and I think the things that we eat are a problem. So, you know, if you've been on Instagram or, you know, just any social media, you may have seen over the summer, there was a lot of, there was a lot of chatter about seed oils and people getting burned, you know, saying that seed oils now are just everywhere and everybody goes out in the sun and gets fried and, you know, it's just bright red. Whereas you know, 50 years ago, we didn't have all these seed oils, and you know, people would just lay out all day, and we, you'd see everybody put like, what was it like, Vaseline, and you know, they they'd have like the um, uh, what am I thinking of, tin foil, and like you know, we we were like greasing up. I mean, I remember doing that. Like I was in high school, and I would put the baby oil on. Which is like terrible you know just go sit out all day but i really never got that bird so you know i think there is something to say about our diet again driving more inflammation because we're having these highly refined and processed foods the end of the day it's a cumulative effect of your toxin load so if you are getting pummeled with emfs and Uh, refined foods and you're putting things on your body and you're breathing things in through your lungs and it's all carrying this high load on your body, then you know what? You may be really sensitive to the sun. You may not be able to produce the right chemicals and hormones to protect you. So I think that overall, reducing your toxic burden, eating foods that are high in antioxidants, that's going to support you. And you know what? You can also do a little supplementation because I think that's great. Vitamin E oil, Phenomenal. I love I love using vitamin E oil and vitamin C so I would pair those two together if you know you're going to be in the sun also know that in the beginning of the season, you may not have some of those good microbes that are going to help protect you against exposure to UV so be a little easy as you gently you know, get yourself used to sun exposure. But uh, again, the weekend warriors, you know, don't just go out on a Saturday and spend all day on the soccer field with your kids getting roasted. And then, you know, and then you're indoors for the next six days, try and get a little bit of sun exposure every day. That's actually going to support your circadian rhythm. It's going to, it's going to increase your melatonin. Think about this. Melatonin is the greatest antioxidant in the body. Like next to glutathione, melatonin is it. You know, we don't think about, we think about melatonin as a sleep hormone, but melatonin acts as an antioxidant and it's repairing things all night long because that's when it peaks is like two to 4 a.m. So you've got to be able to have healthy, a healthy endocrine system and hormonal system in order to fight off at these, some and squelch some of these ROS reactive oxygen species. So again, it's all balanced. The sun is not all good or all bad. There is somewhere in the middle that everybody should land. But I hope that maybe some of these, studies and just you know this topic of conversation gets you thinking about it in a different way because the more you can be intentional about where you spend your time during the day the more you're going to be able to support your body and your health i think it's just when we allow life to run us ragged and we're just doing things and then it's like well i don't really know if the sun's good for me so i'm not going to really worry about going outside go outside get some sun early morning evening that's going to really support the circadian rhythms but i think the more you can just take quick breaks i try to do this pretty often I really would go do it right now after this podcast, but you know, it's cloudy out, but you actually get UV exposure when it's cloudy. It's just my mood. I need to see, I need to feel the sun. (laughs) I'm complaining a lot right now. I'm going to, I'm going to turn it around for you guys before we, before we conclude today's episode so that I don't leave you on a negative note. Um, but I'm going to link some of these articles for you guys. If you want to check them out, fact check me, you know dive a little bit deeper feel free to do it I'm also going to link Matt Maruka's episode on light because it was so interesting he gives an incredible deep dive into the science of light um, but I think that it's important to realize that the sun is so valuable for our bodies in so many different ways like I said the immune system nutrient absorption um our our sleep and wake cycles and really those those happy hormones right the serotonin and the dopamines like you know we all want to feel better so if our mood is terrible, think about your light exposure. All right, guys, have you had fun on this episode? I've had fun. I always enjoy hanging out with you guys. Thank you for listening. Go get you some sun today. You know, I'm recording this on a cloudy day, but I'm gonna go outside and have a moment in nature, ground a little bit. It's always good for you. So I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me.
0: Hey, Dr. Axe here. I wanna say thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you're in search of more natural health content, you can follow us at Health Institute on Instagram or subscribe to our newsletter using the link in the show notes below. Hey, thanks a lot and have a blessed week.